The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with host Victoria Moran. Victoria is an author, inspirational speaker, and a certified holistic health counselor and vegan lifestyle coach. She's here to entertain, educate, and inspire you on your journey to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Now, let's get this party started. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Hey everybody, welcome to Main Street Vegan on Unity Online Radio. It is such a pleasure to have you with us today. It is 12, 12, 12. There is something mystical going on there, and I'm just planning to have one of my best days ever. I have a good friend who at the end of every phone call, when you kind of say, have a nice day, she'll go, have your best day ever which is a pretty good idea, and I find that I'm feeling like that more and more. The better I feel, the happier I get. It's a good thing. We have such a fabulous show for you today. I have waited so many months to have our wonderful guest who will be coming up after the first break. We have on our show a YouTube phenomenon Annette Larkins. I've been tweeting about her and calling her the ageless woman, the Shangri-La woman. Annette Larkins is a raw vegan who totally wowed YouTube when a segment from her local TV news went viral because this woman is so beautiful, so vital, and I'll let you tell, I'll let her tell you her chronological age if she so chooses, because we ladies don't tell those things on one another. Speaking of ladies, I have a wonderful co-host with me today as well, Nina Hayes. Nina was a graduate of the November 2012 program of Main Street Vegan Academy, and one of the perks that the new vegan lifestyle coach educators get is the opportunity to come on Main Street Vegan Radio and co-host with me as they go out in the world and do all their own wonderful teaching and educating. Welcome, Nina. 
Hi, Victoria. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to to co-host. Oh, it's a pleasure. And isn't it cool you'll get to talk with Annette Larkins and then you'll never have to get any older than you are today? (laughs) It is exciting. I've been likewise sending the YouTube video to all my friends and family and they're, they're impressed. Even my husband is impressed. Now, my husband, you got to get this. He is a rationalist. He is a humanist. He is a lawyer. Nothing impresses him. He always looks at things like if I show him a video or something, he'll tell me how they could have photoshopped it or done something so that it isn't really that way. When he watched the Annette Larkins video, he said, holy blank. (laughs) meaning that he was completely blown away and he went out and bought a whole lot of fruit and ate it. So, Nina, tell us about you. I know you're up there in Boston teaching yoga, coaching people to be healthier. What's your life like these days? Um, I've been focused on the holidays a little bit, so um, baking vegan treats to bring to yoga classes to try to spread the vegan message uh, that way. And um, focusing on getting everyone vegan-friendly gifts. Uh, I was thinking about um, farm shares as like a unique gift idea, like the CSA um, plots. You can you know get produce all year round. So, oh, that's wonderful! I've done that several times. I remember one year I was back in Kansas City, and and we bought a share in a, a CSA, and it was a drought year. And it was very obvious that what had started in the spring, there were lots of of green leafy things. And then as the summer progressed, there was less and less. And the farmers tried to give us our money's worth so they would make flavored vinegars and all these other things. But it really helped me see that even in this age of mass transportation, when if something isn't growing one place, it's growing somewhere else, that the truth of the matter is, as... um, There's a wonderful, wonderful man out in the Midwest. He's a farming expert, Wendell Berry. He says, eating is an agricultural act. And I got that from belonging to that CSA in a way I never had before. Yeah, I think it's um, it's the only way to really connect with the food because a lot of us try to eat seasonally, but it's so hard to know what is in season when you don't get it from a farm. It's perplexing, so I think... I think this will be a good teaching for me. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. We had the um, woman from Vegan Cuts on the show last week. So I've been doing a lot of shopping at Vegan Cuts, which is really fun. And then I'm also giving some animal adoptions. Uh, there's, I mean, all the farm sanctuaries are so, so wonderful. I give a lot of adoptions to Pigs a Sanctuary in West Virginia simply because they're small. Most people don't know about them, and they were the first farm sanctuary I ever visited. I remember that when I was 15 years old, my pen pal, instead of giving me an actual present present, I got a card, and it said, a tree has been planted in your name in Israel. And that is the best gift I've ever been given. And whenever I read about conflict and turmoil going on in the Middle East, I think of my tree. And I think no matter what is happening, hopefully my tree is giving somebody olives. There's just something about these intangible gifts that are really special. Yeah, it's a little more from the heart. And who needs more stuff? Unless it's from 
you know, those joy nut butters. Is it <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, the gem, gem nut butters. Those, those are really, really sensational. Gem nut butters. Most yeah. people more stuff. So, And I figure if you can eat it or light it, then it's even a good present for somebody in New York City who doesn't have very much space. Mm-hmm. So the candles burn down, the food gets used up, and life is good. So, Nina, what kind of yoga do you practice? Um, I practice and teach uh, Jiva Mukti Yoga. Just give us a minute on that before we go to break. It's such a beautiful system. Yeah, the Jiva Mukti style, um, it actually led me to a vegan diet because one of the tenets is um, ahimsa. So the way we practice ahimsa or nonviolence is through a vegetarian diet. You know, it's something, eating is something you do three times a day or maybe more. So you can act, you know, act uh, nonviolently three times a day. Um, we also include um, devotion, scriptural studies, um, music and sound, and um, meditation, along with the physical poses that a lot of, um, you know, gyms or studios teach. So it's really, um, I guess, a holistic style is how I like to think of it. And- it sounds sounds very pure. When I first got into yoga way back when I was 17, that was pretty much the way it was. The idea was, well, certainly you were going to not eat meat and eggs. You know, milk, meh, that's up to you. But the idea of, of eating, certainly the, the bodies of somebody who was killed was just considered not yogic. And then yoga got into this big sort of spandex revolution and lost some of that. So it's good to know that Jiva Mukti and I think also integral yoga and Shivananda, some of the systems are keeping it real. Yes. Oh, we are about to go to our first break, and then it is going to be the most fun and a great big honor to introduce you to our guest, Annette Larkin. So stay with us through these messages, and we'll be back with more Main Street Vegan right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listener support to broadcast the messages of unity to an awakening world. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. When you pray, do you wonder if anyone is listening? What should and can you ask of God? Why aren't your prayers being answered? Prayer is a challenge for many of us. Now there's a new book that can help deepen your understanding. Based on his 35 years in ministry, author Jim Rosemurgy has developed a prayer and meditation practice called The Gathering. In just 40 days, The Gathering will become your foundation for a genuine, ever-deepening experience of God's imminent presence and unlimited power. You'll understand that God can't fulfill your needs, but your needs can be met. You'll see that prayer isn't something you do, it's something you experience. Explore Jim Rosemurgy's new book, The Gathering 
a 40-day guide to the power of group and personal prayer. Available now at www.unitybooks.org. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and to join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. listening to Main Street Vegan with Victoria Moran. If you have questions or comments about today's topic or any other area of interest, we invite you to follow Victoria underscore Moran on Twitter or email her at MainStreetVegan at UnityOnlineRadio.org. Now, back to Main Street Vegan. Welcome back to Main Street Vegan. I'm your host, Victoria Moran. You can find me at MainStreetVegan.net. I'm joined today by my lovely co-host, Nina Hayes. Nina, do you have a website or a place where people can look for you? My website is being built, but um, in the interim, they can find me at NinaHayesYoga.com. Lovely. And we are so pleased to welcome our special guest, Annette Larkins. Annette was born in Asheville, North Carolina, but she has lived in Miami for 50 years. And we'll just let her tell you if she was an embryo when she got there. Annette became vegetarian in 1963 after developing a distaste for the flesh of dead animals. You wonder why more people don't develop that distaste. And after she saw all the great things that were happening as a result of being vegetarian, she took another step. And she got rid of the white stuff, the white rice, the white sugar, the white flour. And as she got to feel better and better, the dairy went, the eggs went, and then she evolved into what she calls the kingdom of living foods. And she has now for many years been a live food vegan and Oh my gosh, this woman defies not only the date on her driver's license, but every idea that we have about what it means to be a mature woman, a mature human being in this culture. Welcome, Annette Larkins. It is my pleasure to be here, Victoria, and that intro was really, I could not have done it better myself. (laughs) You really expressed, I mean, you succinct that that's what it's about well i love how you talked about your transition we've we've had guests before that has talked about they they stopped one thing at one time and one thing at another time and and the transitional path is different for everybody but it's the idea of just keeping going until you've got it and of course you've gone further than a lot of people because you're not just vegan you're also raw so tell us what you see as the key. I mean, you truly are exceptional. So first, 
let's just talk about your mom. Do you have great genes? Well, you know, people speak of genes, and uh, certainly they have uh, great significance. But if, if, it, if it were left up to my genes, I'd be genetically dead. Uh, my mother died at 47 of breast, breast cancer. Her oh, mother died you. at 36 of breast cancer. And my grandmother had sisters who died of breast cancer early on. Had I not chosen the path that I've chosen, and, and initially it was not because of nutrition, uh, it had nothing to do with nutrition, had nothing to do with religion or anything. It's just that, as you stated in your intro, I began to really abhor the taste, touch, smell of dead animal flesh. And it so happened that in 1963, one morning, I took the path that has led to where I am now. So genes, yes, though they play a role, I heard someone say that genetics can load the gun, but it's up to the individual to pull the trigger. I chose not to pull the trigger uh, because the eventuality was after I had felt the initial uh, good feelings from not, you know, abstaining from dead animal flesh, then I saw the benefits that I had derived and, con- and decided to continue on in the, on that path. And, and, and as you stated, uh, next I gave up the refined sugar and flour, all of the white stuff, and the eventuality is it came to where I am now. So though genes are important, they're not all that there is. Well, you've certainly shown that. Anybody who wants to join in this conversation with Annette Larkins, with Nina Hayes and me, call us at 888-558-6489. Again, that's 888-558-6489. So, Hi, and, oh, and Annette, I just um, wanted to ask the question that I, this is Nina, that I feel like everyone who has seen your photos maybe asking or thinking um i know the answer but please address you know is this is this natural have these been um edited or can i speak to that because i know there's a skeptics out there that don't know the power of the vegan diet and the fountain of youth it provides well i really don't believe in like airbrushing that kind of thing, I don't believe in that. So uh, everything that is seen is the way it is. <laughs> so that uh, it, it is what it is. Yep. I just Good wanted to you. make that clear to everyone. <laughs> well, I just, since you brought up airbrushing and Photoshop and this kind of thing, it can be used the other way. And I happen to be a bit upset today, this 12th of, of December, because someone that I admire a lot, Russell Stim- Simmons, he endorsed Main Street Vegan. I know he does Jiva Mukti Yoga. I saw him three weeks ago, and he looked absolutely fine. And now they've come up with some kind of pictures where he has a great big old gut. I don't know where they got those or what they did, but that's not what he really looks like. No, I saw Why did they do that? Because I guess it made a better story. They wanted to make a story that he's dating a younger woman. Well, you know, love is what it is. Mm. So Two sides to every coin. That's right. So, mm-hmm. Annette, tell us what you eat. <laughs> tell us how you live. Well, you on a uh, typical day. The interesting thing is is I don't consider days to be typical. It's just uh, what my mood is. 
Uh, the foods that I consume daily vary depending on, on my mood, you know. Uh, it's safe to remark that uh, in my day-to-day diet, I will consume uh, certainly dark green vegetables because like collard greens, kale, or lettuce, and sometimes it may be all of those and even more. But I think it's very important to have greens in one's diet on a daily basis, so I'm always uh, cognizant of that fact that I, I either, as a matter of fact, I, I will jones, you know, how addicts are. If I don't have greens, unless I'm fasting, uh, then it just doesn't seem right. I, I have to have eat greens. So that's one thing that I do. I include juices, uh, vegetables and fruit uh, juices in my diet on a daily basis. And, um, and like I said, it just depends. Uh, in the morning, I don't have, uh, I don't eat early in the morning. Breakfast is breaking the fast, and I do that about 12 o'clock noon. By that time, I have gone to my gym downstairs and exercised. I've walked on my treadmill for about four, maybe five hours. I get in about uh, eight miles of activity per day, and uh, that includes going up and down my spiral staircase. I accumulate floors. When I descend and ascend the stairway, that will be one floor. So I get in about 50 to 100 floors a day, and that's all included. And my steps come out to be about uh, 16,000, 17,000 steps a day, and I've achieved eight miles of activity. That includes dancing. I will dance and my gardening, and so, you know, and stuff that I do around the house. I take care of my own house. People don't uh, believe that, but I take care of my own house. And so all of the things that I do will be included in that activity that I have, uh, you know, done that day. But as far as the food stuff, it just depends on what my desire is, and it's always within the ramifications of what is healthy. Annette, do you think you would be raw if you lived up here in the north? Uh, That's a question that I really can't answer because it happened while I'm living in the south. Um, So I really can't answer that question. I really don't know. It was a progression and it just led to where I am. But I think about like Ann Wigmore, she lived in the north and she was raw. This is true. happen. I I don't see why it couldn't happen. Well, who inspired you way back in the 60s to do this? It was such an unusual step to take. Even to go vegetarian was was just bizarre. Well, the interesting thing about it is my husband nor I had ever met a vegetarian, true vegetarian that we knew of. So that was very interesting. And of course, my husband owned a butcher shop at the time in 1963. (laughs) So when you talk about inspiration, it really, there was no inspiration. It was just that when I began to have the distaste for dead animal flesh, that occurred. And um, the next thing was moving, well, the next step that I took did have to do with nutrition, although initially it did not. When I was, on, I was on this path, I knew not where it would take me, but the next step was giving up the refined sugar, flour, white stuff. And so I had read some information that led me further onto that path, information that uh, revealed the uh, fact that uh, the refined sugars and flours were depleted of nutrition. Well, feeling the way that I had felt even giving up the dead animal flesh with the muke, you know, not having all that mucusy stuff in me, then I thought, well, okay, I can move another step. So it was just really, there was no inspiration per se. Uh, 
it was just uh, uh, what can I say? Uh, the the uh, knowledge and the feelings that I had inspired me to keep going. And that's about it. Because mm. this was such a tiny movement at that time. I remember Dick Gregory had a book in the seventies, Dick Gregory's Natural Diet for Folks Who Eat, and he called it that. Oh, yeah, I have that so of course. Much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember meeting his health guru, Dr. Fulton, who had a health food Fulton, store on uh-huh, the south side of yes. Chicago. But, um, yeah, our, our teachers were, were few in those days, but they were, were right on. What, were they- yes, of course. I, I read people after having gotten into uh, the lifestyle, so to speak, then I began to read other, what other people had to say and all of that. So it just, you know, it just kept going. Were there specific books in that that you turned to early on or that you turn to now for your nutritional guidance or advice? Well, originally it was. I mentioned Anne Wigmore, and uh, I mentioned her in my first booklet, Journey to Health, uh, talk about the the fact that she was in, in, uh, in dire straits. I mean, they were going to amputate her both her legs because of an accident that she had had. And she got onto that wheatgrass thing or onto the grasses, and uh, she really, she, gangrene had, was setting in, and it just dissipated. So certainly she and Victoria Kolvinskas, who um, they both, you know, they were the founders of uh, the uh, Institute in Boston, Massachusetts back then. I read their books, and different people, I, I, be, I read Herbert Shelton and all kinds of people, Dr. Norman Walker back during that time. Once I had got onto the path, I began to read other people. I heard their stories, and the interesting thing is, is most of these people, of whom I, uh, well, the people they they had had uh, really really tough times of it, is which is why they got into uh, the movement. I mean, which was why they started doing things naturally because they were at death's door, some of them, and they cured themselves by going into the natural realm of things. I, on the other hand, did not have any incidents like that, but I certainly uh, will get on the bandwagon and get on uh, any soapbox and claim that it's better prevention is better than cure. If you never get anything in the first place, then you don't have anything to be concerned about curing. But either way, uh, it's all beneficial. No, amen to that. And you did mention your your booklet, Journey to Health, and now there's also Journey to Health 2 and a wonderful Mm -hmm. DVD, Annette's Raw Kitchen. So you can find out about these and more about Annette on her website, AnnetteLarkins.com. So, Annette, it's the cold and flu season, the ads on the TV are telling us. Do you come down with those kinds of things? I have not had a cold. I don't know when I had a cold last. And I tell you, people always want to know, well, do you ever get sick? I don't like using, you know, definitive terms like never, always, ever, everybody, that kind of thing. But what I do say is this, seldom, if ever, am I ill. And if I am, I know how to remedy it naturally. So I I haven't had any kind of traditional or conventional medication in my body for so long that Victoria and and Nina, if I were to take an aspirin, I do believe my body would jump up, do flips, I'd jump in somebody's pool and drown myself. My body just would not know how to react. So 
I haven't had any of those things. I haven't had anything. I don't have aches and pains, and I, I just don't. I, and it's not anything that I'm trying to. I mean, I just don't. It's it's it. it I've been so so very very blessed that, uh, and and I I attribute it to the lifestyle. I think yes, is a lifestyle too. That's what's becoming clear to um to me and some people I work with, and just hearing Annette speak um so enthusiastically about her exercise and just the gratitude you can feel through your voice in that like that it's not only your diet it's a way you look at the world the way you look at your life the way you look at your surroundings and i saw your clips you know your gardening it just makes me want to you know come over and hang out and you know live hap you know in this happy happy world. So I think that jumps out at me. That is not just... No, well, you know, of course, it's more than just about food and drink. I mean, that's a major, those are major parts what we consume in our bodies. But we have to consider that attitude is very important about life. I think all of that is attributes to a healthy lifestyle. You've got to get enough sunshine. I don't believe in overexposure to sunshine because I don't believe in baking my food, so I'm certainly not going to bake my body. And thank God I was born where I don't need a tan. And, um, you know, so I... I think that all of these things are important, getting enough sunshine, enough rest, enough exercise. And when I say exercise, I mean exercising the mind and the body because if you don't use them, you truly will lose them. And I so I think it's as important to exercise one's mind as it is one's body and also getting enough rest. And I think rest is determined by the individual needs uh, because I don't, uh, I mean, I'm out of bed at 5.30 in the morning, most mornings, sometimes a little earlier than that, but I'm ready to meet the day with a smile and an attitude conducive to not only making my life better, but hoping to make the lives of others better as well during this time. At 70, you mentioned early Victoria, I have absolutely no problem. I'm very proud to admit that I am 70 years I've been on this earth 70 years. I hope that I have learned something about being here, something that I could pass on to others. And I think it's very important that I feel like uh, I have the fruitfulness of youth and the wisdom of age, and I don't think there's a better combination. Oh, that's a great combination. I know that you're not crazy when people say, uh, crazy about people saying, oh, you defy age. How do you see it? Yeah, I don't feel like I defy age because I feel like I am where I should be. I feel that I should be vibrant. Uh, I should be vibrant. I should have agility, be able to touch my toes, which I'm able to do, hang upside down, which I do. (laughs) I have one of those uh, slings, you know, that uh, fits over the door thing, you know, and I hang upside down. I don't see why why shouldn't I be able to do that. Uh, My mind is, is as sharp as it has ever been, and that's not braggadocious. That is fact. It's as sharp or sharper than it has ever been. Well, why shouldn't I be this at 70 if I've done nothing to uh, dissuade it from, I mean, I feel, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel any differently. So I don't feel that I'm defying. I think that we all, at all 70-year-olds, should, should, should be where I am or feel the way that I feel. Why not? 
That is so inspiring. And I know so many people are probably thinking, yeah, but you started it so long ago. It's too late for me. Somebody sent me a clip today from the OurHenHouse.org website. We actually had the Our Hen House people, Jasmine Singer and, and Marianne Sullivan, on our show. I think they were our first guests. But it's an article about how Jasmine's grandmother went vegetarian at 86 it is never too late That's to fabulous. take steps. It's, it's exciting. It's great. You know what? Because I say, when people say that to me, Victoria, about uh, is it too late for me, and I get that question quite frequently, people calling, I answer my own phone, and they're shocked, but I don't allow anyone else. I don't allow any of my stuff to answer my phone. I answer it myself because I know that when people call, they want to talk to Annette Larkins. But when they ask me the question, is it too late for me, I'm going, it is not too late until the last nail is in the coffin or the ashes are in the urn. That's when it's too late. When you tell me that an 86-year-old, is that what you said, 86? Yeah, 86, she went vegetarian. Okay, well, when she, if she, I mean, and I'm sure she has enhanced her existence rather than uh, detract from it. I mean, oh, it's got to be there. Yeah, I've actually met this woman. You know, I don't like to talk about things on the program when I don't know about them firsthand or, or if it's secondhand, it has to be through somebody I really trust. But yeah, it, it, amazing, amazing stories out there. And and they're not, I love that you're talking about it's not defying age. There's a, another wonderful woman, Sherry Saria, who has the Living Light uh, Institute, the raw food cooking school out in Northern California. And she's in her 60s and what, looks what's absolutely amazing. The Living Light Light Institute in Fort Bragg. And that's Sherry? Sherry Soria. And, yeah, and Sherry- yeah, yeah. Well, Sherry and I were together down in um, uh, Negril in, in uh, 2000. We were there. They had this um, affair down there, and, and she was a chef. She was a chef there, yes. She, I, I met her. Like you, she is just adorable. I said to her last time I saw her, you look fantastic from the front, but from the back, you look 16. But she has said that when people say, oh, you've just aged so much better than the rest of your family. And she says, no, it's not that. I'm aging normally. They have precipitated these signs. I I agree with Sherry. That's that's so true. That's That's why I tell you, uh, there's no defying. It's the way it should be. Well, you're obviously showing that it is the way it can be. Now, you also are an avid gardener. Do you believe that plays a role in all of your success? Well, I certainly think that when you do your own, uh, you know what you, you're eating, you know what you're putting on your, your, your plants, and that certainly is better than getting it from anywhere else. So I think that anything that we do for ourselves is certainly it's definitely a plus so that um, gardening is just uh, one of the things that contributes to my well-being and my lifestyle. Well, it, it seems like such a beautiful thing to do. I live here in New York City and, and don't have any space for doing anything like that. My daughter somehow miraculously managed to manifest a condo in New York City with a yard. And she gardens, her husband gardens, and it's just given her a whole new lease on life. She's a lifelong vegan. But when she started growing all the greens, she started eating all the greens. <laughs> 
So there's a yeah, lot to sure, it. Why not? <laughs> now, one of your sons is uh, eating the way you do. Is that correct? Wait, before, be, I'm sorry. Before you get to that, Victoria, I wanted to expand on what you were saying. Uh, you don't have space, perhaps. But, you know, one of the things that you can do is sprout. You can grow sprouts. So I don't care how much space you have, a little corner, uh, you can always sprout. And sprouts are the supreme uh, nutrients as far as I'm concerned because, you know, after even after you harvest them and place them in the refrigerator, take them out of their sprouting environment, place them in the refrigerator, they're still growing. They're growing at a very minute level, but they're growing nevertheless. So when you eat these little tiny succulent uh, morsels, you're actually eating living foods. Can you get any better than that? Can't get any better than that. Can't get any younger than that. When you put life into yourself, your body responds with life. So we are coming up to our break time. And Nina, I'm going to give you more time to talk with Annette in the next segment because I know you have lots of questions for her. Anybody else who wants to join our conversation, just give us a call, 888-558-6489. And after these announcements, we'll be back with more Main Street Vegan here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet, and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. Thank you for tuning in for Main Street Vegan. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Victoria Moran, your host on Main Street Vegan on Unity Online Radio. I'm here today with my co-host up in Boston, Nina Hayes, and our wonderful, wonderful guest down in Miami, and that is Annette Larkins, the incredible ageless woman. You can find out more about Annette on her website, AnnetteLarkins.com. She has two terrific bookettes. Journey to Health, Volumes 1 and 2, and also a great DVD, Annette's Raw Kitchen. So if you want to be 70 and fabulous, or whatever chronological age you are and fabulous, check out Annette's wonderful DVDs and and her little tiny books, which are just about the right size for people who are busy today. So Annette, before we went to the break, we were starting to talk about your family 
So some of them have followed in your path and some not. Is that true? Well, my son, uh, my oldest son, is uh, he's really on my path. Uh, he, and and a- actually, the other one is trying to improve in his eating habits now. And my husband is doing better with, I don't know if you've heard anything about the situation that happened with him. No. But my husband, my husband actually uh, had gotten into doing raw. He had always had a problem with his bowel movements. And back in April, he uh, decided that he was going to take the step and start eating raw uh, foods. And when he did so, three days after having begun to eat raw, he was having bowel movements on his own. Prior to that, I had to always give him an enema because he would go for about five days. I told him, not, don't go any longer than that, about five days. Then I'd have to give him, give him an enema. So now things are different. He's not eating all raw now, but he has made some improvements, and it was just, it was, it's fabulous. It lets you know, though, that it can be different. You do, one does not have to suffer. And with, with constipation or any other situation, uh, that if, if you're eating properly, your body will recognize it and your body will reward you. So after all of these years, he's always had problems with constipation, but it got so bad, like I said, that he was not able to eliminate on his own. I had to give him enemas. It was just no getting around it. Then when he started eating raw, like I said, three days, did you hear that? Three days afterwards, he began to eliminate on his own. Now, if that's not a test. I don't know what is. Well, that is such a testimonial because anybody that saw the TV clip that made you famous, we know that the reporter asked your husband if he wanted to do what you did, and he said, oh, I think it's too late for me. Exactly. (laughs) It's not. Oh, that's cool. Super cool. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. What's on your mind up there in Boston? Um, I was wondering if Annette could recommend some holiday raw vegan recipes. I I know one of my favorite clips on her website is the Shake Your Banana um, clip, which everyone should check out. But um, I'm wondering if Annette... <laughs> Every, might... Everything that's funny. <laughs> it is funny. I'll, and, you know, you have to see it, but Annette dances and sings a little song about shaking your banana as she makes one of her <laughs> recipes. But I'm wondering um, if there might be something more festive that you someone could bring to a party or you know have at their home when friends visit for the holidays well uh i won't give you any particular measurements but uh i can give you uh just a a recipe as far as inclusion of different items like a you know people have dressing the 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 dressing like they put in stuff in the turkeys or whatever whatever I have a raw dressing that I use now I'll have to think about what all I use in it because it's been a long time since I have prepared that but it's just a combination of nuts like um pecans you know grinding up the pecans and then p- perhaps putting some pieces in there as well along with some ground up um um you know you're gonna have the onions, the the onions and the um, 
what's that? The peppers, you know, the the, pe- the bell peppers and the onions and the celery and all of that stuff. And you can put in some of the uh, sage and different, you know, stuff that they use, like poultry uh, dressing, you know, it's all oh. made up of the the um, herbs and things. And you can put that in there. I mean, just kind of put whatever you want to, but you've got a basis there with the nuts and the the ground-up nuts. And uh, now what I'd have done was use some cornmeal because, see, I would grind my own corn, you know, corn, and I'd dry it out and grind it and then use the cornmeal for whatever recipes that I would want to. And I, I'd do that, use some of that in there. And you're going to just mix some mix it with some liquid, you know, water and whatever, and put you in some, um, trying to see, you can use some, um, well, a little sea salt to give it, you know, the salt, and you can use a little black pepper. And I know I'm going kind of fast with this, but uh, no, it's, just it's very, to give an idea of something that can be done uh, when you mention festive, that just came, that just popped into my head to use that kind of stuff. Mix it all together, and uh, you can form it or not. Just um, have it as a as a um, that can be a, a a dressing. And using like the nut base in place of the white bread. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you can grind the nuts up along with putting nut pieces in it as well. And, oh, also you can put some mushrooms in there for people who use mushrooms, like mushrooms, put mushrooms in there also. I'm just trying to think, what is it that, because I never even gave that recipe in, in either booklet or on the DVD. I never gave that recipe, but when you asked me that question, that just came to mind because my family would always like for me to prepare that for them. <laughs> oh, it's delicious. So when yeah. you were raising your children, did did you cook for them? Uh, you know, I cooked cook on a stove. <laughs> I cooked two separate meals for eighteen years. In my eighteenth year of vegetarianism, my husband decided he had seen all of the benefits that I was deriving. Because I'm telling you, prior to my becoming a vegetarian, if someone sneezed around me, they could be pretending to have a cold. I would actually get down with it. Yeah, I mean, the whole meal with the runny nose, the runny eyes, the puffy, whatever, whatever. I'm telling you, I would get, I would show them how to be sick. And this is what I was doing, and I got colds just like that. So whenever, you know, and, and my energy level so increased after having gotten, and I was vegetarian then, not raw, but just uh, uh, vegetarian. And I wasn't even vegan at that time, okay, because it was a process. It was a gradual process. But still, I felt so differently, and I acted so differently. My energy level increased so much. And I tell people now my energy level is so that if we could bottle it and sell it, we'd all be millionaires. So, and in answer to your question, Nina, I certainly cooked two separate meals, and then at that time, and when my husband, had, having seen all of the benefits that I was deriving, decided that he wanted to become a, a vegetarian. And so for six years, he abstained at that time. He abstained from, from uh, cooked foods. About six years later, of course, being the businessman that he was, he he used as an excuse, and I call it an excuse because there could have been a way that he could have gotten around this. But he's saying businessman that he was, he would go out, you know, to business and they with business clients, and they did not have the uh, salad bars that they have now. And so he eventually ended up getting back into first he started out with the fish, and then it was the next thing, the next thing. And once you do that, it's like anything else, like people with drugs, they just take a little bit, and the next thing you know, it's developing to whole thing as to what it was before so that's what happened with that but I was cooking two separate meals for one for me and one for my family for all that time because I didn't think it was fair of me to subject my family to an idea 
that I had seemingly suddenly come upon. As I said to you earlier, it had nothing to do with nutrition. So it was just something that I came upon, didn't know how that happened. But in retrospect, I, I, I understood what was going on. I saw that it just my composition, uh, personal composition dictated that it would culminate for me where it is now, but I had no way of knowing that at the time. But, yes, I cooked two separate meals. Hmm. You are quite a lady. What's your astrological sign? Capricorn. Ah, practical. My, my birthday is January the 13th. If it needs to get done, you're going to get it done. <laughs> you can be sure of that. <laughs> that oh, You're so inspiring. I would so love to meet you. I'm actually going to be in your part of the world at the end of, of January. I'm going to be speaking for Earth Save Miami on the 26th. Oh, Earth Save. Yeah. You know those folks, I'm sure. Oh, well, 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 I've been there years, this was years ago that I went there. As a matter of fact, I think I have a picture on my website of uh, three people. Who was it? Doctor, was it Douglas Graham, I believe? Have you heard that name oh, before? Oh, yes. Douglas? Oh, I used to date Douglas Graham. <laughs> Did you really? You and Karen Fierro <laughs> and who else? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I yes. love how there are so many connections in this world. Well, actually, Isn't I'm it- actually going to be there speaking uh, for Earth Save Miami. You can find that at earthsavemiami.org. January 26th in Coral Gables. And January I'm going to try at that church, right? It's at that yeah. church. Well, there's two. There's yeah, Coral Gables Congregational. Yeah, and then something called Church of the Palms on Sunday, and they're not telling me what city that's in, but uh, South Florida. So uh, check it out, earthsavemiami.org. And, oh, my goodness, Annette, if we could get together, that would just be such oh, a Oh, I am going to try and make that because it's been years since I was there, but uh, I'm going to try and make that. Of course, I'm familiar with the organization, and I would love to meet you as well. So oh, that's we'll see. great, and then they'll just grab you up as a speaker. So, well, you know what? That's the one thing that I'm not doing now. I, you know yeah. what I do? I do radio, I do television, and written interviews. But I'm not doing the speaking. Well, you know, well, generally speaking, it's because people want me to travel everywhere, all over the world. Europeans are calling, and mm-hmm. I just got an invitation from Spain and all that. And that's too much because I'm saying, you know, if I'm unhealthy, how am I going to speak to people about health? And I think that would surely take me down if I were to answer all of these invitations. <laughs> that That is so, so true. I, I find that local speaking is a whole other world because I show up, I've just taken the subway, I'm fresh, I'm perfect, and I go to these other places. I used to do that all the time. I used to do local speaking. Yeah. Well, but I'm just kind of off at this point to not you. to do anything because I have so many other things I'm doing. Right now, I tell you something that I'm doing. I have this show uh, some time ago called Health Alternatives with Living Foods, and people were asking about it because they've seen little clips here and there. So right now, I am editing these shows so that I can uh, have them produced for people to um, have access to. And that's a big project, let me tell you. That's a big. There were 12 shows. It was called Health Alternatives with Living Foods, and there were 12 uh, in the series, uh, a 12-part series. It was a PBS local uh, situation, but, uh, you know, I'm doing that. So that's one of the things that I do. Because, see, I did my own, uh, like you said, if a job has to be done, it's going to get it done. I edited my uh, the Annette's Raw Kitchen as well. 
Well, you, you are a powerhouse. And Nina, you had a quotation from Annette that you really liked. Do you want to share that with us? Yeah, that, that just came to mind. It's, um, Annette, on your website, you said you've always been passionate about motivating individuals to make changes that will enrich their lives. I yes, like stimulating yes. the psyche of others and helping them to discover the power within themselves. Indeed, and and so many people don't recognize that the power is within. They just have to understand that it is there, bring it to fruition, do what they need to do to enrich their lives, to better themselves. It's just really, uh, that's what, in other words, what I want to do, some people know this, but they just somehow lose sight of it, for either through people bringing them down or whatever, whatever. So my plan is to let just acknowledge, let them know, hey, it's there. And sometimes, you know, that little beam of light that shines, if you can just point it at them and let them see it, that's all that it takes because it is there within everybody. And, you know, in my first booklet I say, I quote Ogmandino, who wrote The Greatest Salesman in the World, and he said that the failure will never overtake you if your determination to succeed is strong enough. I follow that with one of my own philosophies, which is in line with what he's saying. I say that you first determine your goal, then you find out the necessary steps in order to achieve that goal, understanding that there will be obstacles, but they're not insurmountable. If you have to crawl under, climb over, go around, or hit them smack dab in the middle, the idea is to stay focused, and the eventuality is that you will achieve. And I say that with ball fist raised above my head because it is so true. People just have to recognize it. And you're proof of it. I think it's so inspiring to hear you, you know, reiterate that in, in those ways because when I... Um, counsel people on vegan nutrition or just improving their diet in general there's a tendency to for them to think it's for someone else like you know it's always for someone else that it's not for them because of this reason or that reason but i guess it's for everyone that accepts it and is accepts it yeah well, anyone who wants it in other words you have to want it uh, uh you know uh, victoria and nina I never try to convince anyone who does not wish to be convinced. If they want to be convinced, I don't get on soapboxes and preach to anyone. I like teaching, not preaching. If they want to be convinced, I say, jump on the bandwagon, let's have a fantastic ride. Otherwise, okay, and guess what? We can cohabitate, whatever, whatever. I, I never try to get my husband to do anything differently than he did. It was always up to him. Well, that's a beautiful, beautiful way to end today. I think Annette just taking one look at you ought to convince anybody. Thank you so much <laughs> for your your wisdom, your energy, your light on our show today. Everybody, be back with us a week from today, 2 p.m. Central Time, Unity.fm, when our guest will be ultramarathoner Rick Roll, Rich Roll, excuse me. He's the author of Finding Ultra. And if you want to know what it's like to do five Ironmans in five days, tune in. We have all the best people right here on Main Street Vegan on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Eat your veggies and God bless. 
Thank you for listening to Main Street Vegan. Join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time as Victoria Moran entertains, educates, and inspires you on your vegan journey. This program is sponsored by Main Street Vegan. To learn more about Victoria or to explore training with Main Street Vegan Academy as a vegan lifestyle coach, go to www.mainstreetvegan.net. That's www.mainstreetvegan.net. Celebrated Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Rev. Tom Thorpe. Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to focus your attention inward with these words from Elizabeth Searle Lamb. This is a new day. Lead your conscious mind to that still haven of your soul where your indwelling Christ opens wide the doorway of your heart. At once, mind, soul, and body, you are flooded with the light and love of God. You are lifted high above this earthly plane and filled with the radiance of spirit. Send this love and light on to those whom you hold dear so that it may uplift, heal, and comfort them. As you send this radiance on, you are filled with a new sense of God's power, and you release this power to the whole world to uplift, guide, and bless all people. A day's tasks await you, but God is with you, and with God's help, all shall be done perfectly. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Celebrated Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Rev. Tom Thorpe. Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. 
This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the rear. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts. 